finally, let's just uh, present ourselves to the hearing of God's word this evening again. Say, Lord, I'm here. Open my ears to hear. The word that you have prepared for me today. Let my ears hear. Let me be sensitive to what you'll be saying this evening. Let me be sensitive to what you will be saying this evening. Now give the Lord thanks because I believe strongly that he has heard us this evening. So thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Father, we give you praise. Blessed be your name forever. We thank you for this evening again. We thank you for the opportunity and the privilege to pray to you. And for giving us faith that you do not just hear our prayers, but you also answer. Lord, we are grateful. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. All right, the Lord is good. Okay, we're going to take our declaration of understanding in a moment. Okay, let's do that first. As we go into the teaching of the word concerning prayer today. If you already say amen. Now let's take our declaration of understanding quickly. One, two, let's go now, I declare. The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And I've been filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I'm pleasing him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work. And I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to his word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 sit quickly. So our school of prayer, he told them a parable to the end that what? They ought always to pray and not to get tired and not to give up. I said there are two sides to it. Don't get tired of praying. Don't be discouraged from praying. That's number one. But there's another side, which is what? Don't let life discourage you. Go and pray. Turn to your neighbor. Can you preach to somebody for me this evening? Say, don't let anything discourage you. Don't let anything frustrate you. Go and pray. Turn to somebody else and pray that same message. Alright? One more person. Go and pray. Hallelujah. Go and pray. Amen. Go and pray. Go and pray. Alright. There is nothing that you should not take to the Lord in prayer. As a joke, that a brother here, let me see where he's around this evening. He cracked one day. He wasn't joking. He was telling me something serious. He said, I don't ask God for anything. I said, why? He said, I don't know what I have done for him. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's nonsense. That's nonsense. <laughs> there is nothing you can do for him to qualify you to receive from him. I hope you're getting my point. The only qualification is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus has qualified you. Unless you've not given your life to Christ. Maybe I, I forget to say that. I just assume everybody listening to me. They are believers. No. If you have not given your life to Christ, go and do that. That's what qualifies you. Being a believer means that your faults are given to Jesus to take to the cross. And his righteousness, his obedience to God, the blessings attached are credited to your account. That's what it means to be a Christian. 
So take everything to the Lord in prayer. Don't let anything, no matter how small, I need to emphasize small because we kind of are used to the great things. Even if it's small, pray about it. You are looking for your keys. Pray. Seriously. You are looking for your keys. Pray. Look like a small thing. Pray. We said something last time. Life is hard. What did I say? Very hard. And God knows. Despite that he demands obedience. And he will not excuse disobedience. What gives him the right to do that and remain righteous is because he has supplied power. He has supplied ability. So if you find that you cannot do what he prescribed or what he commanded, it's because you refuse to go and get the power. And one major way, the fundamental way of getting power from him is faith. The release of that power into your life is called what? It's called the entrance of the Spirit. Paul said to the Galatians, did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by what? Hearing with faith. Let me say that again. Paul said to the Galatians, you did not receive the Spirit by works. You received the Spirit how? By hearing with faith. That is how we receive the Spirit. The entrance of that Spirit is what brings divine ability. How do we collect the power, the ability that God has made available for us? It is by opening our hearts to receive the Spirit, by asking Him to receive, to give us the Spirit, and by hearing with faith. I emphasized last time that when, the, when Joel said, it will come to pass in the last days, all right, that God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, he said, if you use King James, that we look at it as if, God will just pour the Pentecost-type anointing. But I said, if you read this Bible well, oftentimes there are many aspects to the fulfillment of a particular scripture. I'll be getting my point. And I'm saying that that was one aspect. The other aspect is that he said, he said the words that I speak, they are what? They are spirit and they are life. That is, God is going to make his word available because you have the Bible in your hands, you don't realize how privileged you are. You don't realize how much of a fulfillment of prophecy that is. You know, at least in my own, I'm not an old man yet, all right? But I have seen so much of change in my lifetime. I hope you get my point. When I first came to Enugu a few years ago, the best gift you give a pastor was what? That Bible that had four translations in one. And the best combination I remember was that one had King James with New American Standard, Amplified, and New Living Translation. Just my four. Okay, okay, I'm not particularly a King James fan, but you know, King James is the most. (laughs) You're getting my point. Yeah, that's the four. So, and then that thing was a real, like one man would say, Obadiah Bible. It was heavy like this. If you weighed the Bible, I think I could guarantee you four or five kg. It was enough. If you couldn't go to the gym, just hold your Bible and do like this. It's exercise. Yes, I mean, heavy. And that was the best gift you could give a pastor. And then, if you see a pastor's study, a, real, a good one, people like to study. Let's leave books that other people wrote. Just Bible study material. Some Bibles. This big one we've talked about. Then you see um, what you call a strong, exhaustive concordance of the Bible. That's the full name. 
You see Thomas, the Thompson's Chain Reference Bible. You see Dick's Annotated Reference Bible. You see Crudence Complete Concordance. Because there's an abridged one. You see the complete one. One day I went to do a bookshop. I was flat broke. I didn't have any money. My people were on strike. I didn't have money coming from anywhere else. And they were not paying us. So remember who was the head of state and who was the minister for health. Maybe I've not forgiven them. I don't know. But <laughs> And I entered into a bookshop. That was my, that's how I used to hang out. All right? When you are hanging away, they are doing uh, point and kill. You have money. Or you are hanging out with those who have. Or you are letting somebody deceive you by you follow him to guide pot and kill. See, the only place I could hang out, where I used to hang out, bookshop. Just go and look. Even if I wasn't buying, it's like that day when I went there, I didn't even have any money. I said, let me just go and see whether there's anything new happening. Can you imagine? That's how I used to do my life. So let me go and see anything new happening. Enter the bookshop. Then while looking around, I saw two books. One titled Heritage of Great Evangelical Teachings. My pastor had mentioned it one day when he was preaching. I still have it. I quickly snatched the book. Then, hey, I saw another one. That's why I'm talking about it. The Complete Works of Josephus. And you see, I used to hear preachers talking about Josephus as a historian. So I collected the two books. They realized I didn't have money. So I put the two books down and I went back. And one of my friends had some small um, clinics they used to cover. So I went and said, oh boy, can you just lend this guy 4000 naira?" Is it four or five thousand? Now it looks like small money, all right. But that time, <laughs> oh, Father in heaven, that was huge money compared to our salary. That was almost like um, at that time, that was almost that should be. Let me not make too much of a wrong estimation. That was nothing less than a quarter of my monthly salary. And I was a senior registrar, a doctor. So I borrowed the money. I went back to the bookshop. I bought the two books. By that time, I had um, got to know, know my wife. So we used to talk once in a while. She would call me on the phone in the quarters there. We had the extensions in every uh, apartment. So I told her, ah, see what happened today. You know, you like, see, breakthrough, breakthrough. I told her the two books I bought and how much they were. And she asked me where I got money. She knew I was flat broke. So I told her where I got money. She was looking like this guy. You hardly have money to eat. I was flat broke. I mean, it was terrible. At that time, because we were on strike for months, okay? And these guys are not paying a dime. So he didn't, have, he didn't tell me money that he borrowed money to go and eat. Now he borrowed big money to go and buy two books. And she said, I said, what do you think? She said, I have no words for you. I remember <laughs> that was some 20, almost 25 years ago. I still remember till tomorrow. She said, I, I have no words for you. That is... I don't know how to explain you. I don't know how to describe you. I don't even know who you, what kind of human being you are. Two books. One of the, both of them are still they are still around. Yeah, my Josephus book is there around here. That's they're still there. But that's how we were those days. So you get there. Those are the things you find on the man of God's shelf. So we come to look when we come to preach. You must hear the Greek because I know how much we paid for that Greek. <laughs> you must hear it. I must tell you history of Josephus. After you spend money like that to buy something, then I will now come and preach. I won't use it. No, it's not possible. I read those materials. Now, what, what am I talking about? That was the effort we went through just in, this, in recent times. 
One day I was looking for a particular book by this, the life story, the biography of um, John Alexander Dowie, written by Gordon Lindsay. I read that book many years ago, like more than 20 years ago. Well, before then, uh, maybe more than 15 years. Okay? Yeah, much more than 15 years before then. So I wanted to read the book again. Now, these are books out of print. So I kept on going to Amazon. Amazon started, I hope you know, as a bookstore, as an online bookstore. So I kept on going to Amazon to check. Ah, finally, I stumbled into it on Amazon. And this guy has told me $200. Either $200 or 250 US dollars for an old paper book. Ah. Why? Collector's item. They knew it was scarce. I looked. Yeah, this book. I didn't have the 200, ah, 200 and something dollars. So, you know, this kind of thing, you keep on coming back, refreshing the page. That they go soon bring down the price. That guy wasn't planning to, he knows now. You know, he knew he was the only one that had it for sale in America. They were not printing it anymore. And this was this guy in Nigeria trying to buy the book. Of course, <laughs> it was hard. So, one day, Holy Spirit just said, Frank, let me help you get the book. He didn't say anything, but I just had an idea. Why don't you try Amazon UK? So I went to Amazon.co.uk and I said, what did I see? The same book, 20 pounds or more. God of miracle, now my papa. You know that guy? That day, oh, I'm not to sing. I was so happy. Immediately I sent the message to my friends in UK. And I knew I was coming to Nigeria soon. I just sent him the link. Hey, get me that book. He said, ah, I'm not sure it will arrive before I leave. I said, doesn't matter. Put it on your shelf. One day I will get it. Because he didn't know what I've been going through. That one guy has been threatening me with 200 and something dollars. So the day I picked him from the airport here, I just said, any, any luck? He just yanked out the book out of his bag and handed it to me. God bless you. 20 pounds. After much struggle, in fact, he said I shouldn't bother. So he dashed me the 20 pounds. Uh, ah, so he said I shouldn't bother paying. Was it even 10 pounds or something like that? 10 or 20? But even if it was 50 pounds, compared to where I was coming from. Hey, but on top of that, he didn't have to pay. He said I should leave the money. Ah, the following year, as I'm telling the story, the fulfillment of the word of God. Shortly after, I don't know what we're looking for, just went online. The PDF copy was floating around the internet. It's out of... Um, I think it had left the um, house of copyright, you know. And the, so the PDF is all floating everywhere. That it, might, that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Joel. That in the last days I will pour out my spirit. That book was floating everywhere. So if we wanted to share it now, if I were not sharing it anyhow, just put it on one WhatsApp group, people would just read it, you know. How am I saying all of these things? All those books we are running up and down looking for. A lot of them are in the, what they call the public domain. So they just go online, just type in the name of the book, PDF, free download, enter. Thank God for Google. Google will just give it to you free. Thank God for Green, what is Green's name? David Green and the billionaire family of Hobby Lobby. They are worth a few billions of dollars. What are they doing with their billions of dollars? To distribute the Bible worldwide. To everybody, every tongue, every tribe, 
and every translation, I downloaded two different versions of Yoruba Bible alone. I'm not talking about English. I found out that the Yoruba Bible had two different versions. Are you getting my point? As for the English ones, I can't count. The, in fact, I just download, you know, just wake up today. I don't download today. No, I don't download that one. Just say it down. They put everything out there. Many of them are not free to the family. They have to pay the publishers. Initially, you could read only online, but now almost all of them are downloadable. And they have a U version. I don't know the current, um, uh, what do you call it? The current um, count. But I won't be surprised if they've had up to 1 billion downloads as of now. They celebrated about 500, 100, I know when they hit 100 million downloads some years ago. You can check it out now. Hundreds of millions of downloads of U version. I'm not talking about of Bibles, of the app. And then within the app, each people like me have, I don't know, you know, maybe just a small, just, I didn't download too many, maybe just like 12, 20, you know, that kind of thing. Versions. Now, you can't go to Saudi Arabia and say you want to ban the Bible. There's nowhere you can ban the Bible now. You can only struggle. Oh, you can try. You can harass people in North Korea because maybe they never get smart devices. But nowhere else on this globe can you effectively stop it. The word of God has penetrated to every nook and cranny to fulfill the word of the Lord that says what? I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. You want, to, you want the Bible read to you? Look, I've downloaded complete, I just said audio Bible. <laughs> Why did anybody do me shakara? Just go there, free that. That is just, somebody has read it. All kinds of versions out there. Want them to read the Bible out to you? It's free online. You go everywhere. Why? The word of God is, must be fulfilled. The prophetic word must be fulfilled. Now, what are we saying? God is pouring out his spirit through that. Remember last time we said the word is nigh that word is there. The spirit is coming through it. Bear it in mind. God is fulfilling his word. So what is he saying? If you don't have power in your life, it's not my fault. Though. It's your fault. You didn't go to drink power. Before I get into my teaching for today, let me remind us. Please, can you help me pray to your neighbor? Say, drink something. <laughs> Telling you. See, don't think it's only Africans. Even white men, they know you need power. Why do you think they are all turning to new age? This new, they are going to temples, visiting Hindu temples. There's one girl, let me not mention names. Anytime I see that, she's a musician, American. And this one is obviously, this one, they drink something. Evil or not good. She's always looking like a goddess. Like a Hindu goddess. When you say anytime she takes photo of herself, you go, see, hibiscus here. I'm a, don't, just look like, you know, flowers. That's it. Are, you a, are you a Hindu goddess? Everything she does. The other one, there was one she did the other time. People were so angry because it was like an antichrist. You know, she mimicked Mary, the mother of Christ, and carried a baby like that and took a picture of herself. And people were so offended. She had this aunt, you could see. <laughs> That's what I used to see. She'll be smiling and looking nice to some people. To me. Hmm. Evil spirit. Some of you know who I'm talking about. I don't want to mention it because you say, hey, yeah, nah. listen, it's not having an African. Every person needs spirit. And people they use think you are the only one that can sink. Some people don't sink, sink, sink tire. They know blue. 
to blow, they go and collect the spirit. I'll be getting, I'm telling you, look, let's not, this is, it's not because we're Africans, these things are real. Many people, you know why they have problems in their careers, in this uh, entertainment, is the spirit they drank. Because those spirits are not free. They give you something today, you pay tomorrow. They do credit, and their interest rate is very high. Sometimes, as you, as you, ah, your blow, you just sing one or two lines. In some of these are musicians now, I'll just hear someone that say, hey, who, uh, are they you go this? Did they download streaming? 10 million streams, 100 million. Like my wife would say, what are they even saying? Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is this say? Nothing. This modern generation, they have a, they have a skill in saying nothing. Go and check it. Just go and check all those top hits. Just go where I'm streaming. I've seen some of them for you. There's nothing inside. You just hear, oh, I don't want to sing something online. All you just hear is, hey, yeah, yes, yes, yes. We are doing it. Do, 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 do. And you're like, nothing. Like one guy said, if we are eating moe moe and potato, what is moe moe and potato? My wife just said, to my husband, What are they saying? I said, my, my wife, I don't know too. They're not saying anything. Next you go, here's the person get 100 million streams. 200 million streams. Say nothing. You want to know the truth? So I put a drink something. As some of those in the drink, they collect payment later. So the guy go try to normal, he no go fit. I'm not, I don't want to sit on them. What I want to sit on is you, Christian. Christians have the biggest power. They know the great drink. They want to now succeed by strength. People you are competing with, they drank. Oh. I hope you're getting my point. If you want to do business, drink. I've told you, you have to enter into this spiritual dimension. This, you know, heavenly spiritual operations. Because you are, now, what I want to say is because you are an African. Everything I've said so far is truth. But now, because you are an African, sometimes you need to convert yourself. You know, they convert. You first, you have to go the African way to get it done. Mm. Stop praying like a Hebrew. You know, the Jew. Cover your head with, you know, you now say African men. Even, even some of them say they are prophets. They will not be carrying ram horn. Says a chauffeur. Stop fooling yourself. If that. Wait, what's that one? There's one they put on there. No, it has a name. It's a show, but it has a particular name. They used to call it. Now be wearing it. Preacher wants to come and pray. First put a Jewish this thing around the neck and put something. And tell you that they used to tie, leave that thing. See, here, we're Africans. I want to do our own. Hmm? Enter your house. Put up the light. Night. Then put candle on the table. And put the scripture. I'm the light of the world. I hope you're getting my point. Now, this is just for conversion process. So when you've gotten used to it, you don't need the candle again. And before you go and join Selena, say, Pastor Bank says you go and join Selena. <laughs> I'm just talking about conversion process. Eh? Then you start with incantation. According to one man, ah, ah, hey, 
He said, Modale Biofo. You know what that means? Uh-huh, thank you. <laughs> Your wife is really laughing. She doesn't want to hit her very well. You need to speak it about it. There's no English version of what I just said, so please pardon me. And what did you that is, I poured it in like, like, I don't want to use because I've already used incantation before. That is, what did he pour out? Psalms. So I brought out my sounds like incantation. I said, what is, you want to disgrace me? So bring out your scripture like incantation. You know what they call? Uh, altar versus altar. That's what they call altar. It's not shit. You go and plant shit. That's not what we call altar. It's you bring out your scripture. You gather your family. When they say they are doing juju at home, say, let's do our own juju here. On the night he was betrayed, he took the bread. He broke it and said, take this, all of you. Eat. And he took the cup. We proclaim the Lord's death and his resurrection and his soon coming. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let your neighbors hear. They know say something is going on down there. As his body was broken, you answer, amen. <laughs> so is our sins forgiven. Amen. Look, when they hear that, they know, see, you, see, you know why you need to do it? You self know that you joined something. You know, because if you do as if you Is it because we are just doing it normally? We don't put off the light and close the door. We are inside something now. I hope you're getting my point. There was a time I was tempted to, you know, I was doing all kinds of things. I wanted to go and read Oduifa. But there was no time. Oh, Oduifa, okay. You know, the Ifa priests in Western Nigeria. All their, all those things that they recite, they are documented. They are, they, they are not, you know, just spontaneous. You go to school, you learn them. They will know what to do when you. Want, they know what to say when they want your market to move. They have things they say. It's called Odu. So they have a compilation of it. I wasn't going to learn anything, but I just wanted to see what they wrote inside. But I didn't have time. But you know what I found out after reading the Psalms? I said, "This is Odu scripture. Odu Christi." The old do of Christ is the Bible in my hand. Now, please, Christians, listen to this. Drink some. You know what I'm not, you, Are you getting my point? Can't just be leaving your house and uh, your children are going to school. They didn't. Are you, I hope you get my point. They didn't pour something. Because sometimes these children, if, maybe next time I do for you, it's water. If I, you know, what we do in the house is lay hands on them. I think one day I should pray. All right? The prophesy. And not carry bucket. Washing of water by the word. <laughs> Pour water on all of you. Ah, I'm, are you, I hope you're getting my point. Why I'm saying Christians should do some of this? They are called faith extenders. It will let you know. Sometimes maybe you're not feeling well. Hmm? You get a bottle of water and pray into it. Now, please, I'm not teaching you, Seleo. teaching you scripture. When you finish reciting the word of God and praying and giving thanks, say, Lord, I drink my medicine. Just, just not the water we fetch from your fridge. Drink your medicine. Ah, you imbibe it. It's just water. But it helps you to know you are drinking something. That's what I'm saying. It's just ordinary water. I'm not saying it's if any pastor says to you, don't buy. But we need to get that one clear. The one I'm prescribing, make it yourself. How do you make it? Fetch a glass of water. Put it in front of you. Read Isaiah chapter 53. It's prayer, it's prayer you are praying. When you finish, drink it. Come back in the evening, do it again. It's ordinary water from your fridge. But you're just helping yourself know that you're not playing. You are literally drinking something. 
that is, they are called faith extenders. They are things to just do just to help yourself understand. I hope you get my point. Is anyone sick amongst you who said, let him call upon the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anoint him with oil. You think the oil heals anybody? You know one thing E.W. Ken said the oil does? He helps you to know something is coming upon you. You feel the oil. I hope you're getting my point. At that point in time, you, you, it, it, it boosts your faith. allows you to receive the spirit of God that's been poured out as a result of that prayer. Why am I saying all of these things? Christians, you need to be more spiritual. Do you hear what I said? Please, many of the things I said, some people think I'm joking. I really am not joking. Um, but like I said, I'm not saying that the power is in the glass of water or in the oil or in some of this candle I was telling you. I just, I just like the fact that you need to convert yourself. I want you to know that as a Christian, see, life has different, you know, in this life, look, if I knew what I know now and I was not a Christian, I would join something now. You want to just be going around in life. Two guys are fighting. Yeah, carelessly. You just mistakenly stab you, just die for nothing. You are, you are not part of the fight. Even if you are part of the fight now, you know, say, your hand, I fight. Just be going. Trouble will just fall on you. No, me, I don't like it too. Lie, lie. You, you, you. Oh, God. This streaming thing, eh, it's not letting us tell ourselves stories. Oh. The other day we were talking. I was talking to my classmates. Of course, my classmates are very senior people in different professions. and all, I mean, like different areas of life. They are all doctors, but they're in different places and different things. So I complained about something that happened in the United States. My friend laughed. Uh, he said, Varky, relax. So everybody knows what's going on. I said, you know, I never saw that perspective. A very important man died, one of the most important men in the country. And they buried, he died strangely. They buried him or cremated him, we don't know which one, without an autopsy. And the death certificate was signed by a JP, not a medical doctor. Not a JP. The Justice of the Peace, just a high ranking, respectable member of the society, could have been a lawyer, could have been. An engineer could have been a politician. Ah. So I said, if that happened in Nigeria, people almost killed this country. Ah. My friend said, calm down. Then they explained some things to me. I said, eh? Then another man died. Ah, you know. He died according to he hung himself from a bed that he's taller than. That is. The man is taller than the place where he hung himself. That if normally your leg was tight, rich ground. And they said uh, the, the guard on duty for that day. Normally doesn't work in that prison. And the CCTV did not work that day. <clears throat> Forgive me that I'm stretching. You know. <laughs> if you think all men are equal, you must be living in Jupiter. Hmm. Let me just leave it. I won't say much more than what I have said. It's all over the world. People are not equal. People use connection to get things done. You don't want to use, you don't want to connect. You have better connect. Why am I saying all of these things? So God now gave us the highest connection. And we don't plug in the morning. We charge our phone, we don't charge our life. Your flow phone must be plugged. Your spirit is not plugged. Hey. See, people they run out of battery, just like phone. 
These devices can run out of battery. Now, so in life, they run out of battery. Before 2 o'clock, your grace don't finish. <laughs> Is it good? Because when you are using that, like since last week, your pastor preached one message that your body was charging since that time. People of God, eh? Pour this thing on your head before you leave in the morning. That is my wife and I reciting for a number of days. I enjoyed those days. And that she's the one that gets offense of me. You start reciting, that person will join. Oh, I love that Deuteronomy chapter 33. There is none like the God of Israel who rides the heavens to our help. You know what it means? Just glides like this. On, ah, doesn't need a car. And through the skies in his majesty, the eternal God is our dwelling place. And underneath us are his everlasting arms. He said, he has driven out the enemy from before us. He said, let destruction overtake them. He said, therefore, we dwell in safety. Uh-uh. Go over it a few times in the morning before you leave the house. He said, the fountain of Jacob is tabernacle the land of green and new wine. And the heaven over him pours down dew. Ah, you know, you recite that a few times before you leave out in the morning. Like I asked my children, where does the hell come from? They answer me. My hell comes from the Lord. Who made the heavens and the earth? If not allow my food to sleep, he who watches over me will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over his head does not slumber or sleep. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade at my right hand. The sun will not smite me by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep me from all harm. He will watch over my soul. The Lord will keep my going out and my coming in. From this, of course, you know the psalm I'm reciting. And you know it too. Reciting in the morning before you leave the house. It's not, it's not just a Christian habit. No. Is plugging. Plugging. You are plugging. You must plug. Tell your neighbor, please plug. Plug, plug, plug. You must drink. Drink something in the morning. Eh? Drink. You must. You must eat dangerous food. You see, you know, one thing about Christianity is that you don't have to wear it on your body. You see that cross you wear on your neck? You can use it to hang you, so just leave that. <laughs> In fact, if you've studied basic spiritualism, you will know there are different levels of power. When you come to me, I'm a babalao, I'm a dibia. I can give you something, put it in your pocket. It's only one problem. You will remove that trouser to bath now. You know, the water must not touch it. So what do you do? You keep it outside. Then the people that want to afflict you, they are waiting. They know they bath around 6.30. And they are waiting on the windowsill. As you bath like this, they don't block the door out of the bathroom. Oh, Paris, you don't die. Why? Your juju is in your pocket. Or you hung it around your neck. Or it's, or it's an amulet. Some of you, you want to tie man to into heaven. Forget that thing. Even in basic spiritualism, I'm telling you the truth. Eh? When you want to eat the, when you want to do the correct one, the high one, the high one, they will tell you, take, swallow it. A jebuman calls it a jesara. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, literally, it means the one you have eaten and it has entered the body. It has spread everywhere. It's in every fiber. If you are bathing, it's with you. If you are flying, it's with you. If you are eating, it has its own space. The food has its own space. That's what, that's what, that's what the real man, so the real one that has, they don't, they don't they tie anything for body. Then it's anybody tying something, a small boy. See on level two. I hope you're getting my point. Uh-huh. That is why Jesus now said you will eat 
my flesh and do what? That is, that is Christian like Jesara. With the anointing of the Holy Spirit into the ara, every part of the body. You have to feed on it. See, one reason, you've heard me say this a thousand times, so to speak. One reason why I can't join any cult is that I have joined one. The one I have joined not get, not get meat. There's no, there's no rival. There's nobody on the rank. And that cult is called what? Christ. It's called Christ. It's Christ. That's the name of the cult. It's Christ. We eat sacrifices. Now I keep on saying it. We offer sacrifices. We drink blood. If you don't drink blood, you have no life in you. Is that not what he said? Can I be drinking blood of sinners? Any genuine we see drinking blood of sinners, you will die for their sins and your own. But Jesus said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you won't have any life in you. Anytime we gather around the word so we can imbibe the life of Christ. We imbibe it. It enters the body. I hope you're getting my point. What I'm saying is that let's make sure we do it regularly. Take this word and imbibe it. Take those scriptures that we recite every day. You know, when I pray for people, there's one thing you notice. I do, important, I can bless you, ask the divine blessing upon you and all of that. But there are two things I always do. One, first we start with thanksgiving. It's important your name is mentioned in thanksgiving. Then number two, we lift up the name of God over you. When I finish praying, I will always add it. The Lord. The Lord God. Compassionate and gracious. Slow to anger. And abounding in loving kindness and truth. We have to put, you have to lift up the name of God over your head. In the realm of the spirit, they can see it. They know whose shadow is over you. That's why I say, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall do what? Shall abide under the shadow. What does that tell you? God is above him. He's covered by the shadow of the Almighty. The, the, the world, every day, what they are trying to do is to remove the shadow, the cover of God from above your head. They lift up another name apart from the name of God. What did they say? The, problem, the reason why you have problems is because, uh, what's the name of the, is this Sihon? Is the king of the uh, Ammonites? No, no, not Sihon. Is it Nahash? Only one of those. That's why we ha- you are an Israelite. That's why you have problems because that man, and you don't have an army. You don't have a king. That's why the man is a problem. God said, don't say that again. The problem you have is that your rock gave you up. So turn to your rock, and, like we were praying earlier, ask for mercy. That way you are, li- so, do you know I say, I will, Satan, even if I lose something heavy, I will never give Satan the credit. I'm not worshipping the devil. Though. Satan now came into my life and he took my money. I said, Satan does not take, he can't take my money. He can't. He said, but you lost a lot of money. He said, God gave out my money. I told him my friend lost a, a child. And somebody said, ah, a witch, is, she said is a lie. A witch cannot take my child. What she said next is one that so impressed me. She said, I will solve my problem with my God. So whatever be the issue between me and my God, I will solve it. But please leave my house. Don't come and tell me a witch. Which, we, 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 what? Never. It's impossible. I will never give. No matter. I can satisfy God forbid, any terrible loss. I won't give the devil any glory. 
What I will say is, though he slays me, yet I will trust him. That's what I will say. That's what I will say. I will never give you glory where to whom. No. I will hold. You've not seen a little child that the mother beat? Maybe a two-year-old can walk. What does he do? The mother is going away. What does he do? He's following the mother. <laughs> he has wounded us. He will heal us. That thing wound us. It's his job to heal back. And when you know, let me tell you how you can do God. You know, he's your father. When he has, when he has finished forgiving you, nothing says, I'm not saying that what I did is bad though. But you have to give me double portion for the one where you where you collect. <laughs> that's how they do God though. I hope you, don't tell him I told you, but that's how it is. <laughs> you say, Lord, thank you. You know, I, I, I committed. Yes, I offended. Fine. Thank you very much. For that reason, you took this away, okay? Now you are forgiving me, Abby. How much did you take? Say one million. You go return on two now. You know what he's going to do? He's going to smile. And he'll give you two. Say, let me do better. Take three. If you look like this, just make it four. Yeah, he does that. Sometimes, you know, I told you one of the things about God is that he does some things. You, just, you know what he said to David? He said, if that, was, that had not been enough, I would have given you more. Hey, listen, you suffer loss. You now they say the witches came. Came to where? <laughs> Don't give them glory at all. And what was I saying? We belong to a cult. Everybody, plug, charge. The way you charge your phone, charge your life, charge your spirit. Plug into the spirit. Let the spirit flow. How do you do it? It's prayer. It's the word. Is focus on the word. Meditate upon it. Declare it. Lift up the name of God over your head. Don't lift up the devil in you know, the name of the president or the country or the continent. No. If you don't have food, say God has not given. Not this country is bad. If you have, don't say because you are smart. Say God give. God is good. If I get water to drink, I give thanks. If I sleep, you know, there are, you know, there are days that you wanted to sleep for, you wanted to wake up by five in the morning. But the sleep was so sweet, then it now rained maybe around 2 a.m. The one correct cool breeze now blew over you and sent you into further sleep. Yes. Then you wake up in the morning, you feel slept. <laughs> ah, I'm telling you, you just feel like this sleep was of the spirit. I wake up in the morning, something like that. I just look and say, God, thank you. That was good. More. I hope you get my point. When you acknowledge God like that, see. Please, I'll get into my message in a moment. If you don't let me finish all this, Jesus, I won't preach my message. Uh You know, a lot of the medicines they take in this world is lack of thanksgiving. Yeah, that's what's causing it. See. Sleeping tap. And I can give you as a matter of fact what I want to tell you. Antidepressants, especially, they're a useless set of drugs. One of the best-selling antidepressants in this world, I won't mention the name now, we're streaming. In fact, the name of the I will not say it. The day I read 
the analysis of the efficacy upon which it was licensed. I said this medicine is a fraud. See, I know some, I need these things. When I saw, I said, you licensed a drug for this? I said, the effect is not, it's not to me. They say statistical, this thing, uh, p-value is, uh, is it less and greater than, less than the p they do that story. I said, but who are you fooling here? If I need p-value to tell me it's working, it's not working. The ones that really work. I don't need p-value to let you know that chloroquine kills malaria. Most of these antibiotics, I don't need p-value to let you know it kills bacteria. We are using p-value to compare it to placebo. And David Paulson explained something, all right? That a study was done that to have a clergyman, hmm? for a hospital to have a chaplain, UK hospital to have a chaplain, that just go around from you know, room to room, word to word, praying with patients, just holding their hands and say, God bless you, it will be well. Just a simple thing like that. When they did the statistical analysis, it said any drug company, that will make a drug that effective will be making billions annually. Yet, Satan tricked the people. NHS, UK NHS does not have chaplains anymore. Fact. They have to employ more nurses because patients are now in more pain. They have more gloom. They said, but, you know, to bring chaplains in, is to support religion. So they took chaplains out. And the man said, this is facts, figures, that it's been shown that if you would just put one chaplain in that hospital, the amount of nurses you need will reduce. Patients will stay shorter in hospital. Instead of staying 10 days, maybe average, they probably will start staying 8 days. They recover quicker. But no, the same people with license and absolutely useless antidepressant. Absolutely useless, at least by my own assessment. When I saw the facts, ah, this drug is very popular. When I saw the basis upon which it was licensed, I was alarmed. And they sell it, of course, massively every year. Literally hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions. Swallow it to boost the depression. Why? Because the people did not learn to give thanks. I'm telling you, if you lie awake, and give God thanks for 15 minutes. You will not need sleeping medicine. If you wake up in the morning with thanksgiving on your lips, you will not need antidepressants. You will have less infections. I know what I'm telling you. So that every few, every little thing pass through time, you don't catch up. It, I'm telling you, it will happen far less. You just give thanks. When you sit and does everybody, you wake up in the morning. Go and grumble small now. Just wake up. What will I grumble about? Do you, did you vote for the president? No. <clears throat> this is a stolen mandate. Useless mandate. <laughs> say, all eyes on judiciary. Then when judiciary does something, useless judiciary. All eyes on Supreme Court. <laughs> Those people whining every day. What else? Look at the road. Look at the road. One of my classmates posted an area view of his village. Well, when the local government where is from, at the headquarters. Say, look at neglected road. 
I said, you people even have drone in that your place. <laughs> I said, that your bush. Now get drone. That's what I told him. I, mean, I refuse to look at the drone. I said, ah, see drone, drone footage. That's what I was looking at. You, just, you, you just wake up in the morning just look for something bad to talk, talk about. Say, so what can I tell you about? Though? Do you know how much dollar is now? One guy said to me that today. He said, oh, God, do you know how much dollar is now? I said, I see your problem. That was the question I asked, I asked, I asked, I asked, I asked him. I said, I see your problem. He said, now if we have to buy cars, why can't you trek? That's what I told him. I said, what's wrong with you? You are too big for public transportation? He said, no, sir, it doesn't work. What, sir? The guy kept, I was firing him back. Uh, yeah, he doesn't know why uh, 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 doctors cannot be paid like they pay in this country. I said, I didn't know he was working in this country. I said, your problem is that you think you are more special than everybody else. I abused him very well. I said, my friend, be quiet. Thank God. I saw one of my colleagues yesterday. He remembered when we were in their shoes. Now, people are talking about, you, know, you can't buy a car. We, we couldn't even dream of buying buy motor. Are you crazy? <laughs> we couldn't. No, in fact, here and I yesterday went somewhere where they a, a, a function somewhere. So we're there, we're talking. We remind now. He said, he, I was in Lagos. He was in Enugu here. He told me the part of town where they used to go and spray their shoe back when the shoe don't change color. You know, the way you refurbish your car. Doctors were refurbishing shoes. He said, he said, what do you, he said, no, it's carpenter. Oh, that they will spray his shoe, carpenter. I said, what? <laughs> this guy telling me this, a professor of surgery now, telling me this thing. And he was resident. He said that he told me the corner where they go wait that part. He said that they will spray this. He said that all of them go. He said, buy a new shoe. See what happened. He said, we bought used boxers. Yes. Me, I, I, I didn't join that one, but I, <laughs> <laughs> but used shirts regular. Wait till, why, why you go buy new shirt used shirt? That what happened? Why are you going to buy new shirt? It's not good now. <laughs> When my wife first met me, she called me Mr. White. All my shirts were white. She used to to brag that I brought color into your life. My sister, color was not my problem. No, I wasn't washing it. It was that when the shirt is used, the best ones were white. They they know they they fade. You don't see white fade before. (laughs) Fade into what now? (laughs) <laughs> well now you know, let's touch it lightly iron it like this looking sharp the guy was reminding me yesterday ah, I said bro you remember Ah, he said those days by, by, by which motto that what happened now you don't dream of such things you buy television your friends will gather now what I'm saying is not a joke I'm not exaggerating one of my friends bought a television and a video cassette player and we all went there to go and see Omo, where you buy this one? Which model is this? Eh? It can play. Is it a player or a recorder? Now, so you go analyze the thing. And as you leave the place, you say, ah, have you been to Taufik's room? He bought a television. And, ah, is that so? Then you go back there. Everybody's paying pilgrimage to a man who bought a 14-inch television. 14, ah. How can you dare to buy anything more than that? Some people may think it's a small thing, but I still remember the prices well. The price of a TV was three months' salary. That 14-inch TV. We earned about 5,500 a month. Television was 17,000. Yeah. That's the reason. That's the reason. 
That's why we used to go do and because it's an accomplishment. I'm like, what? You bought television. Some of now buy a motor car. Hey, those days, even if you gave me money, I won't have bought a motor car. Do you know the reason why? The thieves in Lagos were wicked. Those guys were wicked. They would steal it. Person packed beat to the tea farm. Ah uh-uh. ah. <laughs> My guy carried beat to go and buy a book. They pack aside the bookshop. They came out. Phew! Beat was gone. You can still beat you steal anything. <laughs> now, so that's why you know when I ask these young guys these days, complaining say they now pay them one money. I'm just looking at it. Say it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Though. You buy shoe. Television is not even an issue. You just go to the to one shop. Just collect this one. And they buy, plug your flash drive and watch anything. God has made life easy for you. And I'm saying that you, you, you now be complaining that your friends in America by now. I said, bros, me, and your friend in Nigeria here, yeah, I know what we went through. My friend is a big guy now in Lagos. One day they increase our salary, come pay us small money. Hey, the way we. <laughs> you no, know, I still remember. It was a challenge bookshop. Only pound in Lagos. It was the confidence we used to enter that I'm talking about. How much is that book? <laughs> <laughs> Did you increase salary small? Of course, that's why we I told that's why we use it. We went to challenge books and started pointing out. Give me now. Then we brought, you know, brought out the books and paid. And paid. It's book, but I remember it till today. What I'm telling you is more than 25 years ago. I remember it like yesterday. I tell my wife, ask her. I said, have you ever heard me grumble in this life? She has never heard. Never. Complete things are not working. They don't know that. I said, have you ever heard it from me? She said, no. Never. I'm too full of gratitude. You don't understand. I will just lie down. Just be thanking God. Thanking God. Jump on my bed. The bed is mine. And, you know, gives you good sleep. I'm too busy with that one. So you easily get on my nerves when you sit down and be complaining and grumbling. You get on my nerves, you invoke God's wrath. So let's leave me out. My nerves, nothing. God is angry with you. Tell my wife, no one reason why I never. Oh, those things I'm telling you about. Eh? I didn't complain, no. Uh, no, no. That one, my Thanksgiving used to come from looking, you know, like, whoa, oh, God, that things are going to be good. That was where my, my Thanksgiving, you know, came from. That uh, uh, it will not always be like this. One day I went to church, pastor finished preaching. Oh, can I forget that day? 18th of May, 1997, Sunday. Before I went, I wore one nice white linen, starched iron. It will rain in Lagos. If it doesn't rain, something's wrong. You know? <laughs> that it rained. So it was a bit kind of mushy and muddy. So I was walking JJ. Then I entered church. On my first day in the church, actually. The pastor was just talking. You know, I first all of them, small, small boys, you know. I'd read something he wrote, so I felt like, ah, correct church, you know. Let me go and look for them. I entered the place. First, as if disappointed was I look at how these small, small people gathered. I said, <laughs> so I'm looking for the pastor. They one small boy came out as the pastor. Now, small, not because I was big, but because they were a little bit, they were just around my age, and one or two big, older than me, small. 
The pastor came wearing shirts and tie, normal shirt. They didn't even wear suit or something nice. Then he started by saying that, you see, I've been talking about this new creation in Christ Jesus. I said, mm, this is that we have heard and heard and heard. Let's just hear this one again today. Except that five minutes later, I realized I'd never heard this before. Talked about God giving seed according to a giving body according to the kind of seed. Ah. Talked about the sufferings of Christ and the glories to follow. Ah. If I was telling my wife today how you go through stages. He said he was analyzing breaking of bread. I heard it later from TG Jakes also. He said it's a stage where God takes you because Jesus took bread, broke it. No, took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it. He said it's a stage where God takes you. Then he pours a blessing upon you. Then he breaks you. He sets you aside that self-confidence may die. Ah, ah. Oh, God. I'm like, what? Hey. He said, then he now gives you as a blessing to your generation. I look like this. He said, there's the sufferings of Christ, but there are glories to follow. Ha! Ah, when he finished preaching that day, when I left church, Modu, Marsh, I was just walking anyhow. I didn't care. I said, this life is too beautiful. What am I worried about? All I could see was the blessings of Christ. All the blessings I have in Christ Jesus. Everything is a temporal affliction that's working for us. An eternal weight of glory. Hey, hey. He said, what you need to do is keep on looking at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. Subject to change, thank you. Ooh. I left you that day. I was looking like, God of miracle. Now my papa. You know the way our musicians drag it. My God. He said, worry over what? Worry over what? Do you know? I was so full of that, that mine now bordered on arrogance. Remember one lady saw me once. We went for a meeting, so she tapped me and like, um, she wanted to talk to me. So I, there's a way I turned. She said, oh, did I start? She said, did I scare you? I said, remember her name? I said, scare me. Scare, no, I felt things. I said, scare me. Nothing in this world can scare me. Look, we can't say something about streaming. Oh, but there's messages I listened to that time. You felt you could walk on water. That's why I told my wife, you don't hear me grumble. Saying, my mate, and this life. No, I've never done it. I can't even do it. God will just be angry. You'll give me a slap. You know, if you, if God, if, you know a holy slap? Whew, the Lord is good. I began all of this trying to say, look, children of God, charge, plug. Tell your neighbor, plug. Drink. You are in a cult too. Tell the person you are in a cult. Don't waste the power. Don't neglect the power. There is, there is, there's power, there's power. You know, in fact, I was going to try and say something. You see politicians? <laughs> A lot of them, they can't, they can't sacrifice. By the way, 
you know, some people now want to do, turn Christianity to that kind of thing. That say prophets, you now have your prophet. No, you don't need your own prophet. What you need is your own Bible. What you need is your own prayer life. I hope you're getting my point. Every preacher, is, they are supposed to instruct you with the word of God. If you read your scriptures, even priestly, under the law and the prophets, their primary assignment was to teach the people the law. Do you get my point? Uh-huh. So I need to say that one because a lot of Babala was, you know what they found that many people don't go to shrine again, so they came to church. So the Babala will open the church, he bought his suit. Suits are not too expensive, you know. He bought his suit. You know, the big Babala was in Lagos. I've never seen a suit finer than his own. Yeah, that guy is gone now, but you know the guy I'm talking about. And that's the number, Nigeria's number one false prophet. I think it should be like Africa's number one, number two in his days. There was no, was there any? Because for you to be a false prophet, you have to look like a real prophet. And people have to think, if you're a babalao, you're not a false prophet, you're a babalao. Okay? Yeah. The guy, one day I saw him wear a suit, my God. The suit was laminated. <laughs> not kidding. This guy, it, could, it didn't crease. It looked like a, something out of, you know, science fiction. You could see it on the TV, this suit, my God. Bob Nambabalao. Juju man. So they come to church. That's what I'm trying to say. They come start a church and now be telling you to be offering sacrifices for your own uh, protection. So before you go for primaries, you come and offer a sacrifice. So they won't kill you in election. Then when you come, you come and offer a sacrifice. And it, please, that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. All right? That is still spiritualism. People are still serving all kinds of things. But what I want to bring out is the fact that people do serve those things. They are very diligent. Do you get my point? Yeah. And I'm telling Christians, Jesus said something. The, the, the children of this age, now let me use my own words, they are more diligent in their own things. And, and he was saying it with a lamentation tone. It shouldn't be like that. When you enter your office in the morning, whole libation too. What's your own libation? The word of God. The best one to do, just speak the, 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 lift up the name of God over the place. Like the one I, I quote a lot, that is chapter 33. There is none like my God. Personalize it. He rises through the heavens to help me and through the skies in his majesty. The eternal God is my dwelling place. I lift up his name over my business today. Favor for me comes from him. He surrounds me with favor as with a shield. I hope you're getting my point. Say it's there. That's what I mean. That's pour your own libation. Pour your own life. That's what I mean by pouring your own libation. Speak. Lift up the name of God over your premises, over your environment. Remember, you need an anointing to do every, anything. We are going to do, in fact, just remind me. I was write it down, what I want to tell you. We are going to do that at our meeting. And you come with Ororo. And we will pour anointing to succeed as husband and wife upon people. It's not, it's not common sense. Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem until you are in deal with power from on high. You, you need grace. You need power. You need power to succeed in anything. Your children are going to school. Anoint them. You know, say, enemy will not, and that's not what I'm talking about. Enemy was not going to get them in the first place. Leave that. Said, they will not see you. If they see you, go. <laughs> They say, what will happen? That's not what I mean. 
Say, what are you going to study physics? Give me your oro. You pour on the head. You will know physics. Physics will know you. Do you get my point? I command faith. I'm telling you, you need, an, you need grace for everything you have to do. Not just, just, it's not, you, you go and borrow money from bank to start a business. I think it's business planning that will help you succeed. I hope you didn't give your house as collateral. <laughs> because I'm just warning you. Go and listen to my series. Um, what's the name of that series? No, no. The, the one on different stages of life's adventures. Cooperating with the seasons of life's adventures. Yes, I explained. The first season is what? Season of sit down and count. And you come with your wisdom for salvation. Now, at that point, you need to be anointed with grace. Tarry in Jerusalem until what I'm telling you, Judah, you know, I asked I asked for you. I said, Judah, when they say, do you, do you, you, you finish doing, I do, I do, I do married things. You now say, where is the Ororo? You need to be, they need, you need an anointing poured on your head. Telling you the truth. That is how we succeed in life, oh, children of God. That is how we succeed in life. What I wanted to preach today, let's start it. Let's see how far it will go. If you, you can be laughing at me. I will study the will of God, amen? amen. And you will still be blessed. Amen. You will still be blessed, I'm telling you. Mm, hallelujah. The Lord is good. I want you to leave you there to go like that. Let's, let's, um, my plan today was that um, last time we stood up and declared the word of God. Remember? We offered prayers to receive the spirit of boldness. Again, remember, one of the disciplines you have as a believer is to know how to use the word of God to collect the Holy Spirit in different areas. It's important. I found out that all the things that God has prepared for us as believers, well, let me say, most of them have to be deliberately acquired. You have to get up and collect them. It's like a land, promised land. There are giants that you now get up and go out, what? Possess. To possess is an active thing. It's not passive. You have to go out and possess the land. Your inheritance, you have to possess it. It comes in different areas. So sometimes you may feel the spirit in an area. And you find struggles in another area. Don't just go there to go and use muscle. Remember what we said? The ram that retreats. He didn't run away from war. What did he go to do? Gather strength. I hope you're getting my point. Many times you need to run back also, not like retreat for a while. It's to go and gather strength to overcome. Some of you are maybe in a place you say that they are victimizing you. All you have been doing is telling story of victimization for the last few years. What are you supposed to do? Retreat and go and do what? Gather strength. You know what that strength is? It's the spirit of favor. Don't be there sitting there, you know. You know, some people are analysts. They can, ah, have you ever seen them analyze football? Football, every sport anyway. There are so many parameters that the analysts have work. They said that is the first time in the last 18 games that a goal is being scored within the first 15 minutes from the right side of the second half of the field. You're like, what? <laughs> and say, so, yeah, last time Borussia Dortmund scored a goal in a, in a way match in the first 10 minutes was 18 years ago. They tell you the name of the guy who did it and how they lost the match. I know that they have to tell you something when they are playing. 
And there's nothing happening. They're just passing up and down. Oh, fantastic goal, fantastic goal. Julius Berger has not scored a goal after three passes ever. And you're like, what does he matter? So, wow, three passes from the opening pass, and the goal is in the net. Last time that was done was by Pelé in 1977 World Cup. I don't know whether there's a World Cup. I'm just telling you things. Analysis. Pointless analysis. Analysis meant to just keep you occupied for the 90 minutes the game will last. That's how some people analyze their lives. You are in an office. They didn't promote you. And you sit down and start doing useless analysis. You know, the MD's wife, because how many of you from Oba here? I heard that Oba is in two sides. Our guy is on this side of Oba. So when he was governor, they got good roads. Those on the other side of Oba, nothing for them. Feedback manager. Well, you are aware of that. I'm feeding you back on something now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, say, you know, our guy's wife is from the right side of Oba. That's the problem. They found out that my, our village is just down the stream. Further after, the, you know, analyze. Remember that football analysis again? Useless analysis. Your guy does not know where you are from. He doesn't know. His wife does not know you. Doesn't care. But just because you are not promoted, you write that one down. He said, ah, that's what's going on in this country. Anytime you enter this company before the age of 28, this is what they do. You know, I came three weeks from my 28th birthday. So what? Yes. They don't promote people. No, check it. Okay, look for anybody in this office that was promoted before the age of 28. Who came before the age of 28? Meanwhile, nobody in that office has been employed before the age of 30. Apart from you. You see, as somebody now checks, who doesn't know better? Say it's true. I know what I'm telling you. Me, there's no need to. This office, I know there's no promotion for me. There's no. Ah, promotion. One day I look at my certificate, I found out that I, I finished from the state university. There's nobody who has worked in this company that ever made that did not finish from a federal university or a foreign university. And they say, eh, it's true. Ah. See, remember that my football useless analysis? You were, you were not promoted. You've been analyzing every day and giving excuses for Satan. Instead of you to do what? Retreat. And go and receive the spirit of favor. That's what you're supposed to do. Instead of useless analysis. A lot of people have, oh God, I've seen useless analysis before. I hope, I hope in this country, I hope you know that's what most people do. Comment on things that they have no idea about. Where a road was started and not finished. They comment on it. If that road is in your neighborhood, go and pray. I hope you know God can come and fix the road for you. In this Enugu, we are going to pray about water. Wait, our current Oga, he said he's going to what are Yes, okay. He said in 180 days. Now, there are two ways you look at that. Some people will say, let's see now. Let us see. Whether he can do it. That's how they'll be saying things. That's one way. You're patiently waiting. Then as soon as it's 181 days, you go to your tap, which is not connected to anything. <laughs> You go and open it and expect water to flow. And when it doesn't flow, 
Of course, you know now. You're on Twitter. Or you're an ex. Formerly known as Twitter. And you are there. Failed promises. We are counting. Democracy in this country has failed. All eyes on water supply. <laughs> That's an unbeliever's job. What are you supposed to have done? When the man said, I will give you water in 180 days. I didn't even remember. I've been doing that because I've not really been doing it. You know what you'll have done? You'll have gone to pray. Say, God, help him. Empower him. Give him the wisdom. That's what you're supposed to do. And if he fails, you will lament that, Lord, what happened that we failed? And I say the Lord, 180 days may not have worked, but 360 days is still better than no day at all. You own it. Not looking for an excuse to accuse him. You own it. You know one day I found out about this in our country? Everybody wants it to be good for no reason. Then they will come and enjoy it. It won't happen. It will never happen. The country will just wake up. Just good. Just, just going on the road. The country will just good. Somebody will make sacrifices. Things that he will never enjoy. But the children will enjoy them. And I said that on Saturday. It starts with point from the place of prayer. The governor says he wants to do something. Instead of saying that, can he do it? You know, well, God helping me. Within the next short, short time, I want to start teaching on this power to prosper, grace to prosper, the ability to prosper for believers. Because I'm going to take it mostly from the spiritual angle. There are things that people will do. And God says, says, listen, listen, you will see it, you won't eat of it. And all they did was talk nonsense with the mouth. One government just said something. And it's happened before. <laughs> government said, okay, we want to lay out, do a new layout here. People can go and purchase funds from Ministry of Lands. You can get land at this rate. If you're a civil servant, you have um, the first, um, what is it? Anyway, you'll be, you know, you'll be served first and all of that. <laughs> that is what they always say. They have already made up their minds who they are giving it to. Nothing ever works in this country. Nothing works. Leave them the cabala. They've shared the land. God said, you will see it. But one plot like this, you will not get. The painful part is that many people will continue to tell that story till they die. Because they won't know that somebody else saw it and said, Father, thank you for this wisdom. Let this thing work in Jesus' name. And they go collect their form. And they submit. And they say, pay 50,000 naira. And God said, I won't put my money on. <laughs> It will just disappear. That one pays. He waits patiently. After six months, they call him and say, this is your allocation paper. You are supposed to balance them 950000 naira. And he goes to pay. And then he starts doing foundation. And his friend is looking at him and say, okay, they don't talk. Oh. He say, that guy, do you know, hmm? if you go down on Sukkah like this, you know, that's on that roundabout, his father's house is the one immediately after it. That big house behind is a commissioner for Lance House. They are from the same area. In fact, he's the one, you know the way you say, he's the one marrying the, you know that English? It's a very Nigerian thing. He's the one marrying, I always know it's Nigerian English. He's the one marrying the wife of the chief of staff's younger sister's, um, when you calculate it, yeah, cousin. <laughs> He said, that's why he got it. But you, I don't know anybody. Me, I don't have time. No, I, don't, that kind of, no, I don't have time for that kind of nonsense. They will, he won't know that what God is saying is that, see, all these words you are uttering is why I won't give you anything. 
But if you had gone to that man that I did to ask, that one would have just said to you, ah, my brother, the day I heard that announcement, something in my spirit said, look, let's pray that this will work. And I said, I was just praying that it will work. I said, God, a thought just came to my mind that faith without works is what? Dead. So I went and obtained the form. And I said, I heard the, okay, I heard Pastor Bank say that maybe the worst that will happen is that I will lose my 50000 So I paid the money. My brother, I had forgotten about it too. Until one day I got a text message that I should come to the ministry. I didn't say, is that so? I didn't do anything more than what I'm telling you now. And that's what they'll tell you. Why? Because the Bible says, those that sowed in tears shall reap with joy. And that word becomes fulfilled in the person's life. What I want to say, it's supposed to retreat and go and collect power. We are running football commentary. I know people who can run that commentary. Hey, yeah, I get one person for mine like this. Baba commentator. If he enters here like this now, he sees, okay, sees two offices now here. He has an explanation of why you are sitting next to each other. I was always connected to who your auntie married. How the person is, or used to work for the person whose this grandfather's third wife is. Useless commentary. The Lord is good. Retreat, not a time to comment. Retreat and go and gather the spirit of favor. The Lord is good. Like I said, please read that book. Receive the Holy Spirit. And what I wanted to, okay, in the book I explained there are different ways to receive the Holy Spirit. What I wanted to do today, my initial plan was to just talk about the spirit of vision, the spirit of understanding, and the spirit of wisdom. That's what I wanted to talk about. And the aim is that as you hear it, that spirit will enter into you. I'm not going to talk about it. Read many scriptures. Look at what it has done in the lives of people. People have received it. And I'm telling you, this, that spirit will enter into You see, in life, one major thing I found out, of course, like Solomon explained it to us, there's a lot of foolishness on this earth. There's a lot of foolishness. So he calls a lot of people fools. What does it mean to be a fool? It's not an insult like the one that Jesus said, don't call your brother a useless fellow, Raka, all right, in Greek. That is Hebrew, anyway, Raka. But when Solomon says somebody is a fool, what he means is that the person is ignorant. So if you don't know the law, like this presidential electoral petition, something, most people have heard talk about it, I'm sorry to say, have been fools. They don't know the law. They know nothing. They just made up their mind of how things are supposed to be. If you ask them what is wrong with this, ah, no, you know, this country, this, once they're here in this country, just know you're talking to somebody who's functionally foolish. You are sitting down, somebody's walking past and he sells you herbs and you buy it. You're a fool. No insult meant. I mean, you are buying what you don't know. Because the man wore a cap. It's a marketing strategy to let you know he came from far. I'm talking about you are functionally foolish in herbal and medical matters. You can't let somebody who's, you don't know his background, you don't know his foreground, you don't know what is inside there, just sell you something and you drink it. I look at human beings and I say, is that how much you dislike your body? Or how much you have faith in strangers? Yeah. I see them walking up and down the road, just shaking something. You look, the roots inside, they do. <laughs> they will give you like this. <laughs> Shake your head and swallow it. 
The Lord is good. When Solomon talks about fools, that's what he meant. But that's what he means. It doesn't mean that you are, you are a complete idiot. That's not what he means. What he just means is that in this area, you don't know what you are dealing with. And they market things to people on TV. At least he said alkaline water. At least he's doing that thing. They've gotten tired. People have gotten tired. They're selling it. I hope you are not among those buying it. That's what they call snake oil. You know, like, you both have what they call snake oil. That is just fraud, just deceiving you. A lot of people go around life because of ignorance. Ignorance is a terrible thing. Ignorance makes people poor, it makes them sick. Just by the way, I just like to add that. I read the story in Reader's Digest of the man who drank all of those things they were selling ignorantly. It cost him his kidneys and his liver. By the time I read his story, he had had a liver transplant. He's waiting for a kidney transplant. Both his liver and kidneys died. He was healthy. He wanted to be healthier. Then he bought some funny things he sold online. Online. He drank enough toxins in those things to kill both kidneys and also his liver. Be careful. Not everything you put inside your mouth. That's just an aside. The Lord is good. So when Solomon calls somebody a fool, what it just means the person is ignorant. Now, when you are ignorant, you don't make right choices. You don't make right decisions. Life is full of so many parameters. So many parameters that you cannot acquire. Even AI, you know what they call AI? Gathering all the information to help people these days can't help you. There's not enough hard disk in this life to store the amount of information you need to make rational decisions. Especially because AI does not know the future. Future is unpredictable. No, no, see, see, let me explain it to you. The future is absolutely unpredictable. How do we know? The scripture tells us that what we come about tomorrow is not made out of things that are visible today. You don't know which country will be great tomorrow. You, you have no idea. It's a joke I've been getting involved in recent times. So when I want to have some people in UK, I say, formerly Great Britain. I keep on putting the word formally. I said they used to be great. What am I talking about? So I, I said that discussion today. I said, what exactly do they produce to make them a rich country? Yeah. But I don't, I'm not here to bash them. What I want to bring out is the fact that the only thing I came to, that there was a time they were a great country when it comes to conquering territories, exploration. And they were the master of so many colonies, they had to be rich. Now they got no colony. Yeah. Now where I'm going is that there is no way, how we have predicted that these colonies will come to an end. The time when they, there was a time that there was no air force in the world. I mean, if you don't count the African witches, all right, there was no air force. <laughs> Militarily, <laughs> now that's a joke for those who don't know. Militarily, there was no air force. The strongest, okay, I'll, I'll give you two phases. Initially, the strongest countries had to command the greatest infantry, that is, foot soldiers. And then, of course, a bit of cavalry, those who went on horses, and then charioteers. That's it, that's it. But when the British came, it was the reign of the navy. For it to be great, you needed to have massive ships. You needed to have cannons that fired from ships. So you could berth your ships off somebody's coast and level the, the area with cannon fire. And after you've 
use that one to demolish everything they have as defense. You put your cannons on the shore, and then another kilometer. You take it bit by bit, but you needed a massive navy. The British had it. Then, by the time it was time for the Second World War, oh my God, air power was king. So you had navy, they would sink your ships. <laughs> so these days you have a combination of air power and navy. Now the point I'm making is that, so you see, the world changes so rapidly, there's no way of predicting the future. There's no way. There's no, there's absolutely no way. You know, I found there is, you know, which country are people say that your children should learn this language? Now they should learn this language. Now which country is that? China. Thank you. You all got it. He said, look, this is a country, this language your, your children should learn. You know, I found out in the 70s, that's how they were making noise about Japanese. Japan was bubbling so much that everybody was told, teach your children Japanese. Because this is the future. Does anybody still say that? Japanese economy is struggling to keep afloat. I read analysis recently of things that they went through. Now, everybody is making noise now. <laughs> Teach your children Chinese. They ain't teaching anybody Chinese. See, this English you have learned is the best foreign language I'm teaching you. And that's not even a foreign language. You know, it's our local language. Uh-huh. So I don't have time to... Do I, why, do, I, do I know where it's going tomorrow? There is no way of knowing where tomorrow we go. Absolutely no way. Please let me beg you, follow the Lord and follow him alone. There's no way of predicting where tomorrow will be. In the 70s, it was like, teach your children Japanese. Why? Japan was growing so much. They grew from the ruins of the Second World War just a few decades, 20 years before that. Okay, that's 45, Second World War, ended 45, you know that. Okay? They were growing so fast until they became, they became the world's second largest economy from total ruins. So everybody thought there was a trick at being Japanese. The Chinese people have overtaken them properly now. I want, which number is Japan in now? But please, you, you get my point. So the amount of information you need to make wise decisions in life, there's no hard disk that can store it. It's not even available. The future is not predictable. But you know, there's one person that knows the future. He doesn't even know the future. He, de- he is the future. He determines the future. He tells the future which direction it will come from. And one thing he gives is the spirit of wisdom. Let's just read this, then we'll leave it. Hopefully we'll pick it up from there next time. Isaiah chapter 11. I'll read from verse 1. We'll read about uh, five verses. Let's just read nine verses. It's a beautiful one. Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and strength. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not make, he said, will not judge by what his eyes see, nor make a decision by what his ears hear. Like I said, there's not enough information around to make the right choices. But with righteousness, he will judge the poor and decide with fairness for the afflicted of the earth. And he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Also, righteousness will be the belt around his waist, loins. And faithfulness, the belt about his waist. And the wolf will dwell with the lamb. And the leopard will lie down with the young goat. And the calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And the little boy will lead them. Also the cow and the bear will graze. Their young will lie down together. 
and the lion with its straw like the ox. The nursing child will play by the hole of the cobra. And the wind child will put his hand on the viper's den. They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I just wanted to get to that verse 9 because it's very beautiful for me. But you see, where I want is that he said there is a spirit that God will pour upon, of course, talking about the Lord Jesus and by extension, the body of Christ. That the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and strength. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. If we don't have this, see, in this life, if you don't have that spirit of wisdom, you will make wrong choices. You make wrong decisions. You don't have a choice. It's not like, uh, uh, and there's nothing like uh, had I known. Life is had I known. I hope you get my point. Even when you do it right, you did not know. <laughs> I don't know whether you're getting my point. It's only if he goes back, you know, say, had I known. Nobody knows. Those who are doing it right, they, they don't know too. They didn't do the right thing because they knew what the outcome would be. Just by the way, just do what is right because it is right, not because it's a guaranteed outcome. Did you hear what I said? I need to remind us Christians of that again. Anytime you need to make a decision, make a decision because based on knowledge and understanding, there's knowledge of the word of God, it is the right thing to do, not because of the outcome tomorrow. Please never forget it. If this is right, do it. If it's wrong, don't do it. So, what I'm going to say, had I known, life nobody knows. And if you don't have that spirit, what I'm going to say is that you can't be intelligent enough to make the right decisions. You need the spirit of wisdom. You need the spirit of understanding. You do. Focus on the spirit of wisdom. That's what I'm talking about. And what I wanted others to do today, just to talk about it, because in that process, God will ooze it. And that's why I, I don't, it's not even long prayer. You just hear me teach about the spirit of wisdom. And at the end, you will be wise. Amen. Amen. Wisdom is not natural. It's always an endowment of God. It's not natural. What is wisdom? To make the right choices without knowing the future. And I just added that one to it. You make the correct choice based on the information you have and the spiritual analysis of that information without having a predetermined knowledge of the future. is the ability to decide that which is right. Do you follow my point? We need it. Like I wrote in my little book, Choice is Key to Destiny. Your destiny is being built as you're making choices. Somebody said something to your daddy. You know, there's this guy that died. <laughs> the guy who revolted against uh, Vladimir Putin. Prigozhin. You know the guy? You know, when he died, everybody with him on the plane died. Some of my friends said, hmm, please start choosing your friends. Oh, you don't know who they want to shoot down his plane. So I answered, I said, how do you now do it now? I, I, I hope I get my point. How will you know who's been marked? They say, enter private jet. You know, go re-enter. He said, I don't know whether they want to kill you. Do you follow what I'm saying? You, okay, you are doing public transport now. Jonah said, please, are you going to Tashish? And you sell the guy tickets. <laughs> oh, Allah, thank you. 
You have public transport. Come, we put your Sienna on the road. He said, I beg. This vehicle is going to Tashi. He said, yeah, Tashi, enter. You carry Jonah. <laughs> the Lord is good. What am I going to emphasize? Brethren, you are not personally wise. No. You need the spirit of wisdom. It pains me that we have to close now. All right? If I, you know, I just wish that tomorrow was another day so we can clearly talk about it. Let's just bow down our heads. And let's use the opportunity to pray. Next time we'll talk about it. Say, Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom. It's not natural. It's not, it's not natural at all. That's what I want to bear in mind. It is absolutely not natural. Let's just take a moment and ask the Lord for that spirit of wisdom. Say, Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom. Elihu said, is the one that makes us wiser than the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Is the one that gives songs in the night. Who teaches us more than the beasts of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds of the heavens. Just ask him for wisdom. You need to make right choices. Maybe you're not married. You need to accept a marriage proposal or refuse it. There's no way you will know. Except God is called the spirit of wisdom. You just know what is right to do. And to you, it will be the right thing. You're not gambling, you're not guessing. It's not about get gambling or guessing. Say, I am by the spirit. No. You will just think you know it. But it's not because the knowledge of it is natural. It is simply because God poured into you a spirit of wisdom. You need to decide which career you want to pursue. Are you being called to ministry? Okay, you are called to ministry. Where do I go? How do I go? What do I do? It's called wisdom. You can't know it by yourself. It comes different ways. Some people, they are giving wisdom as revelation. God gives them as vision. I've told my story many times. I had it as a dream. Guided me for years when it came to the matter of, of ministry. Letting me know that there's no hurry. We're not starting in a hurry. From the time I first felt I was called to ministry, till I finally started, it was like 10 years total. A long time <laughs> But there's a spirit of wisdom. It came as a dream for me. For some, it will come as revelation. Paul said, let's now come to visions and revelations. Revelation is just an unfolding of future events for you to see and understand. For you to see into the mind of God. But ask the Lord to give that spirit of wisdom. Because you need to make important decisions concerning your life. You can't make it even by friendly advice. Because sometimes people come, they hear the words of advice, and that's a word of confusion. Rehoboam on my mind. His friends advised him, and that's all created confusion. What about Absalom? Ahitophel gave him the spirit, gave him the word of sound wisdom. But no, God said, in answer to this prayer of my servant David, I will turn his wisdom to foolishness. So a man came, gave another word of advice. And Jeroboam said, what this man has said is good. Haitophel was so sure of his correctness, he went home and committed suicide. He knew the rebellion had failed. So you can't even depend on friends. You can't depend on some counselor. You can't even depend on your pastor. Because there was a prophet that said to the man of God, God said, follow me back. And the Bible said, but he lied to him. What about when Peter loves you so much, but he's speaking by the spirit of Satan? Do you want to follow that? 
<laughs> Jesus had to say, get behind me, Satan. Say, Lord, give me your wisdom. Don't allow me, Lord, to do that which is wrong. Don't let me. I'm asking, I've, look, all this preaching today has shown to us the limitation of our own personal wisdom. The limitation of wisdom around us. So that we depend only on the wisdom from above. And that spirit we will receive. Let's prepare ourselves for it and say, Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom. Oh, Father, we give you praise. By faith we receive it. By faith we receive it. By faith we receive it. In the name of Jesus we have prayed. The Lord is good.